This is Mouth Media Network, audio for business. Hi, my name is Bob Lamy. I'm the founder and one of the owners, former owners of ShopBop.com. And I successfully sold that business to Amazon in 2006. And now I am uh, one of the founders of Shop Canoe Club, which is a men's online clothing uh, business out of Boulder, Colorado. What I love about fashion is um, when I was a kid, uh, my mother was a single mom and we had no money. And uh, one of the things that my sister and I used to do with her was go to places like Howard Juvenile in Chicago or thrift shops and uh, put together outfits on no money or a budget. But my mom always managed to look like Jackie Onassis and it was really important for us. And um, it's just sort of the importance of clothing and style and how it can elevate self-worth and self-esteem um, and help with a lot of different things that kids struggle with. Uh, it's been important to me since I was a kid. You're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the fashion industry. Recorded on location. Hello, everyone. I'm Natalia Makulova, and I'm here at the Remote Conference in L.A. with Bob Lamy. And Bob Lamy has a lot of different titles. I'd like to actually tell, um, hear it from you. Um, what are you and um, why are you here at the Remote? Well, I'm here at Remote, uh, which has turned out to be a really fa- fun and fascinating experience mm-hmm. uh, at the request of Richard Kestenbaum, who is my right. uh, investment banker who handled our sale of ShopUp to Amazon.com. And you're the founder? Yeah, I am the founder and then one Shop of the original Up. owners. And then uh, um, Richard identified us when we were a company that didn't matter and uh, right. kind of helped guide us, set ourselves up to be a company someday that... Not that we were looking, we weren't looking to get acquired, but um, we did ask what would a company look like or need to look like, and he was helpful there. Um, and uh, he remained, became and remained a friend, and he's the one who asked me to come. And that's why I'm here, but since I've been here, it's been a great experience. Right, yeah. cool. And what are you up, up to now? What is Canoe Club? Well, I've been, you know, I, I still kind of say I'm retired, but uh, <laughs> Canoe Club is... Um, what came out of my frustration as a consumer, which was really the skill that I brought to shop up. I'm not a tech guy. I'm, you know, I'm really just a consumer. And so we identified what we thought was an opportunity back then. Um, for me now, it came out of uh, some frustration of um, not just not being able to find clothing in Colorado, but really some of the stores that I've historically liked. Um, I, in my opinion, I think lost focus um, in, in my opinion. Um, some would disagree. Uh, and Happens. Yeah, no, and it's fine, and I get it. I think that, you know, it's no fault of their own. I think that, you know, challenging times and things force people to become conservative or totally. maybe play it a little closer to the vest. And um, I just think there's, we think, uh, one of my partners, Timothy Grindle, who I was able to get from a store in Chicago, who's been great. Um, and uh, we just feel very strongly that there's a lot of people out there doing really cool things, particularly in men's fashion, and they needed an advocate and people who can talk about who's doing what and why, what inspires them, um, how they make it. You know, everything sure. that we carry at Canoe Club has a story, and uh, and we want to be, like I said, a spokesperson for those people and represent them as best we can. So, um, 
Yeah, that's that's where that came from. So, to you, what is the biggest difference of how you manage Canoe Club and how you obviously manage this bigger, com- much bigger company, <laughs> e-commerce, Shopbop, and why it is important to you this difference? Well, it's funny because although there are a lot of differences, there's also a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. And what I say all the time is that just because there's similarities doesn't mean it's the same outcome. Totally, you know, things are. It's a different opportunity now. You know, when we started Shopbop. And, you know, when we started talking about ShopBop in 98, and then I think we sold our first online order in 99. Wow. You know, the not early, only, nobody was really on. on the internet. Um, Definitely. Uh, I Net believe, opened in the I think they opened after us. Yes. And um, I think they opened after us. I, and, yeah, uh, I believe so. Uh, but I do think, I think at the same time, Girl Shop might have been around. And uh, I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, we, you know, I mean, one of the first ones, as my wife said in my bio for Mm -hmm. this, um, you know, the idea for Shop Op is written on a Wendy's napkin somewhere. And uh, as I was writing it down while driving back from Chicago, thinking, what am I going to do next? That's the Um, vision. (laughs) But um, no, so, you know, there's similarities, you know, and we can talk about some of those, but, uh, but, there's also the differences also is that the opportunities changed and, sure. and things where we really had to be innovative in trying to figure out, you know, to say you could look at best practices in 99, there really, no, there weren't best practices. There were people that claimed to know how they could drive business to your or customers to your business, but they didn't really know. And it wasn't focused. And like SEO didn't really matter totally. yet, or even exist. And so for us, um, it gave us an opportunity to really invent things and, Um, and these are things that really made brought value to us, but at the same time, you know, and now I'd say the difference is that a lot of what we invented, now I'm not saying we, well, in some ways, yes. Um, things that we were pioneers, early pioneers and, 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 uh, expanded on or perfected are things that now you can get on Shopify. So that's the difference. So there is not a barrier of entry, you know, or it's not like somebody like an Amazon would look at us and go, Oh my God, like, how do we do this? But, you know. But there are similarities. Totally. Um, and how we would run it differently now is, you know, to be honest, we do adopt a lot of that. Uh, the woman who's actually running, um, you know, the behind the scenes stuff and everything for Canoe Club was uh, ran operations for us at ShopBop. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then after Same ShopBop. Yeah. Well, that was that's serendipity because Timothy and I decided to do the store. And then Sarah Halverson was driving across country, stopped off to catch up. I told her what I was doing. She said, hey, I'd love to, you know, help out. And I said, oh, my God, that would be great. And then uh, she met our team and said, this is a really great team. You know, should we take a bigger swing? And, uh, you know, with, with the talent behind us, we decided to, to do it's that. Time. So we're going to try yeah. to build a, build a business out of it. Yeah. So you did mention the talent, the team, and um I mean, that's that's essential, right? That's mm-hmm. essential for really everyone who's yeah, building the 100%. company. Tell me a little bit about, more about that and how you, uh, you've curated your team back in the days at the shop up where e-commerce was not a thing. And you, it's, 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 not really un, it's not really clear who needs to be in this team, right? right? And now, compared to now, how are you curating your team now? And what is, what is the well, approach? I think that I've been very fortunate in that I've surrounded myself always with people that are smarter than me. Oh, right. And, they're, okay. and, and I think that, you know, my old partner at ShopBop, Ray Zeman, who is great and an amazing partner, he and I, 
once we're talking and I said, Ray, you know, we have to accept that you and I are not the experts in any particular sure. field in our business. We're smart people, we think. Yeah. We're opinionated. When motivated, we can carry a room. You're visionary. Well, all right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but, come on. <laughs> That's napkin. But I don't know more about operations than Sarah Halverson. I don't right. know more about customer service than Julie Esser. I don't know more about SEO than Chris Riskowitz. And so what we needed to do is give them the resources they needed to be successful. Right. And for the most part, leave them alone. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean you don't check in or you don't have sure. goals and you don't, but, but it's, it was not a micromanaging environment. And I'd say now what's similar is that, well, actually I'll go back and then it's the same thing now, is that when you're a small business and you're entrepreneurial, a lot of, you need to find people that can wear a lot of different hats. Absolutely. And oftentimes you're going to be wearing hats that aren't your strength. And yeah. when you're growing explosively, it's like, oh, shit, we need somebody to do this. Hey, you, you are now a stylist. Yeah. You know, I know you were in the warehouse, Morgan Wendelborn, who, by the way, went and did uh, the apartment and the line uh, with Chris Riskowitz and yes. her sister. Um, you know, she was she packed boxes in our warehouse. And we're like, hey, we need a stylist. Hey, oh, wow. you're stylish. And doesn't your sister work? You seem you know? to be stylish. Yeah. And so, but no, and, and now, you know, you want to find people that are, you know, I don't want to say Swiss Army knives, but they can do more than one thing. Absolutely. But I think really one of the things, and this is sort of a cultural thing, is that, you know, it's important for us. Um, you know, what I told everybody at Canoe Club is I said, you know, when we started, I said, nobody should join this or want to do this for any other reason than you like the idea. Right. You believe in what we're doing or trying to do, which is to be the best. And that you're going to you like the people you're going to work with and you're going to look forward to working with these people collaboratively on creative problems. That's the only reason to do it. Don't do this because we did shop op or don't do this because of this. You got to do it because you really enjoy it and you believe yeah, in it. That's the and, key. <laughs> and then if we execute, I think that, you know, then the rest hopefully follows, but right. a lot of work in the meantime. Cool. Thank you. Um, we're going to take a break now. And after the break, we're going to uh, know a little bit more about Bob personally okay. and uh, what his interests are. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at fashionisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. You've worked for a lot of years, yes. but you're still working. Yes. Why? What makes you like really excited about doing this? Well, it's, you know, although it's true, I worked for a lot of years, <laughs> even before Canoe Club, I mean, uh, Shop Up, and I'm working again. There's, you know, almost 12 years in between that I didn't do anything. I know. And the funny thing is, is that I'd sit there and say, well, you know, I didn't want to, but I don't think anything really excited me. Um, and although I wasn't sitting around thinking, oh, my God, I have to find something to do. I'm so bored because I wasn't. Right. Um, I live in the mountains. My wife and I, we, I ski, ride my bike every day. It's Beautiful. not bad. Um, but I, once the idea came to me and once we assembled the team, I did forget how much I really enjoyed that. Oh, I see. And so for me, the most fun days of Shop Up were these days now of trying to figure it out, you're faced with challenges, sure. um, and you're just trying to solve those problems. And, uh, you know, b back then, you know, we used to, the, 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 the most productive meetings were the meetings that started with us saying, hey, you know what would be cool? 
and it might be you and I talking. Yes. And I'd say, hey, Natalia, you know what would be cool? And you'd say, oh, yeah, but here's what I would do. And then we'd call over somebody else. And next thing you know, there's five people at a desk. Collaborative project, yeah. And that's what I love. Yeah. And that's kind of where we are now. Mm. And that's the fun part. And, you know, I mean, you know, on the first day that we finally decided, okay, we are really going to do Canoe Club, you know, I said, congratulations. We now have a business with zero revenues. But the cool part is, <laughs> yes. from here on out, every dollar we've earned. And we should take pride in that. And, um, and, it's, and at the end, you know, these are the times where you're faced with challenges and problems. And you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do here? And I didn't expect this. And, but solving those problems, are what, that's the fun part. And if you don't want to do that, then don't be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, really inspiring, I feel like. Oh, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Okay, Bob, good. Go Bob, start a business. You, well, Another yeah. business. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, Bob, yes. you're a very stylish person. Oh, thanks. Tell me how that developed within you. Like, were you always, you said, you did say that you were, mm -hmm. like, from your childhood was yeah. a stylish and you really kind of did it for your own. But how did it translate into the way people see you, you know, and how that yeah. was part of your image? How did that affect your business even? Do you feel you there's know, any know, parallel? I mean, I don't want to make it sound like clothing is superficial because I don't think it is. I think, But I do think that clothing can be a way for people to make a statement uh -huh. or for people to um, maybe get a door opened or maybe be yeah. ta maybe taken a little more seriously. Yeah. Um, Can't underestimate that. Yeah. I mean, I remember I used to be in financial services and I was out in New York trying to pitch a cash broker and at the time I raced bicycles and I looked around the room and everybody had these big chronograph beautiful watches on and I had my right. Timex triathlon watch which was the watch that was appropriate for me exactly and but for to be community. honest in that room of yeah. trying to be hey you should do business with me mm -hmm. I felt I was covering my wrist and so the first thing I did after that was buy a nicer watch <laughs> and yeah. uh but no, I, this is there Pardon me? And the influence is there, right? It's yeah, but I, you know, I think it, it matters. And I, you know, I think the details matter. And I think it's Absolutely. not just the details in how it's, in how you assemble it, whether your belt and shoes match or whether you abide by, I'm an old guy, so certain rules or pocket squares or this or that. <laughs> but, but really the details of how something's made. I mean, when we look at a line or a product or anything, you know, we'll start opening it up and, Again, we want to be a fan and say, wait a second, this matters to you, how you manufacture it. Right. And I just think, you know, for me, I, get, I can get really passionate about it. I think clothing matters. And, um, you know, maybe at the end of the day, it's important that you know your craft. If you're in this business or that business, that's all true. But it might be what gets you the interview or it might be what gets Yeah, it's the first that. impression. The and the, the first impression it is based on the Correct. looks. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Um, we're going to take another break, and after that, we're going to get to know uh, Bob a little bit okay. more uh, personally, from perspective, from personal. Hi, I'm Mark Rako. I'm one of the hosts of Funny People Talking, and the other host is Danielle Beckman. That's me. That, that's the other host. And our producer is Elsie. Say hi, Elsie. Hi. Okay, so you know how I know something's funny? When people laugh. <laughs> Every time they laugh, you know it's funny. So that's the key to knowing when funny people are talking. Because when you say something funny, people laugh. And you know what? On the show, funny people talking, people laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently more to me, Danielle, but you're still very funny. Thank you so much. 
it. You're welcome. Check out Funny People Talking. It's a podcast on Mouth Media Network and wherever the best podcasts are found. And it comes out every Monday. I think you'll enjoy it. Me and, too. Yeah. You know what happens when you enjoy it? You laugh. <laughs> your business. Bob? Yes. You live in Boulder, Colorado. Yes. For some reason, I've been hearing about Boulder, Colorado all yes. the time in the past month and a half. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the space. Uh, tell me about because I see beautiful mountains. I mm-hmm. see uh, snow. I yes. see uh, amazing people. Yes. Tell me what holds you there as opposed to go to New York and you know do your business in New York well, or somewhere else. I'm an active person again, as I said earlier. You know, I love to ski. I love to ride my bike. Right. And Boulder is certainly a great place to be for that. Sure. Um, but it's also just an exciting place. Like things, quality matters, sustainability matters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think where we started to see it first. You know, where, you know, Boulder has a reputation of being an old hip, an old hippie town. Right. Um, and I've been going there for a long, long time, and went through that or saw that. Um, but I think, you know, over time, we started to see it maybe in restaurants first. Right. Um, uh, you know, people like Bobby Stuckey and Lachlan opened a restaurant called Frosca, and they were a James Beard Award-winning food and wine uh, uh, restaurant. They're, uh, uh, Brian Dayton, there's a lot of people doing really cool things. And yeah. so what inspired me to think that Canoe Club should be there is that, again, if how your food is sourced, if who makes it, if how it's prepared matters, if where you buy your groceries, if you care about what you put in your body, whether you do yoga, whether you do this, whether you do that, which which Boulder is a hotbed for, right? then what we do at Canoe Club should matter to you. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're carrying clothing that has a story, as I've said. It, I, it's not a stretch to say it's a sustainability story. It lasts longer. Right. Uh, in some cases, we'll have less impact on the environment. Um, I mean, it, you know, uh, a pair of $250, $350 jeans is takes less water than a pair of $40 jeans. Absolutely, and so, yeah. um, but it all, it's just quality. And, uh, but Boulder is exciting that way. And there's, you know, whether it's in restaurants or new retail or other things that are popping up, it's, it's a really cool place to be. I recommend it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bob. Thank you for your time taken out of the conference day with us and, um, really excited to have you here. Thanks great. for what you're doing. Thank you. My pleasure, Natalia. It was great. Thank you for the audience uh, for taking time out of your day to listen to this interview. And it's Natalia Makulova. And have a wonderful day. Good night. This has been Fashion Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2019. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network. And find prior episodes at fashionisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, audio for business.